0: Welcome to B.A. Chats. I'm Rachel Koontz. I'm your host, and this is my husband.
1: Yo, yo, I'm Kevin Koontz.
0: Kevin Koontz. We're so happy to have you guys. Always thankful that you join us for B.A. Chats, where we share the testimony because testimony means do it again, God. So it's super important that we share the things that Jesus is doing in us and through us and around us because oh, we hear it and we get good ideas. That's what
1: I hear. And you're like, that's oh, my
0: good. gosh, that's possible. You can do that. I mean, you could do it in me. Do it in me, too.
1: So great. It's the greatest invitation ever.
0: Yeah, so we say, do it again. And, and if it's the specific thing that you hear on BA Chats, marvelous. Absolutely. But it's just the miraculous, beautiful, helpful gorgeous, living power of Jesus that we can say, Father, do that in me. I want life in me. I want to live well, too. And so um, that is why we share testimonies.
1: And the second reason that we're here, we're alive, that we come on here and share the goodness with you is that we have got some magnificent, wonderful people in our body. Every time I look up, there's a story. Every time I bump into somebody new or introduce myself to somebody I've never known, there are there are so many wonderful stories and wonderful people, and there's just gold in our body, and so we just love to take this time as an opportunity to share those people with you. Mm-hmm. So tonight, I'm not going to waste any time because we've got a fantastic guest today. Zach Ayton is in studio with us, and we are so honored to have you, Zach. Welcome, sir.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: We're glad you're here, <laughs> Zach. Super glad you're here. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Good. doing really good today.
0: Well, we're looking forward to sharing you. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of like uh, how you serve and, uh, here at Bethel.
2: Um, so, I'm a third-year revival group pastor in the School of Ministry.
1: Whoop, whoop, hey. Basm coming up so, soon.
2: So fun. Uh, one of the... Funnest things about my life, and uh, is
0: it really? Oh yeah, you I guys have love a good it. time.
2: We have such a good time. That Dan, third year, Dan Weber, and all rich. the people on the staff. It's great. It's we rich. have such a good time. Super rich.
0: Good. Good. How many years have you been doing it?
2: Uh, this will be my third year as a revival group pastor.
1: Nice. On third year staff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. When did you? Did, have you gone through the school? Did you go through the
2: school? I did. I, I did third year. I did first and second year in two thousand. 11 and 2012. Okay. Okay. And then I did third year in 2015, 16.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: And then this will be my third year of being on staff. Nice. So,
0: well, can I take us great. back real quick to go into school? How was it? What was your experience as a student?
2: Oh, it was great. I, uh, I came to Bassam like right after, uh, I got out of college at Georgia tech. Nice. Um, so wow. yeah, I, I found Bethel cause I, I had been working, I did a st- uh, work abroad in China uh, for the state of Georgia's department of economic development. Whoa. When I got back, a friend of mine gave me some CDs by this guy named Bill Johnson. Yeah. And I listened to him and was like, "Whoa, I, you know, God in a way that I like, I, I have to know God that way. I have to be able to <laughs> yeah. talk about him the way that you do. Wow. And, um, so I just started eating up. Uh, bill's teaching and listening to to the Bethel sermon of the week from Sundays, and then I found out that he was actually going to be coming to atlanta and a friend of mine and I were like oh let 's go and we tried to register online and it was um it was totally packed they didn't have any room so Um, we both were like, well, we'll just go and we'll just sit outside and we'll at least get hit with something, you know, and, um, those
0: guys that lowered their friend through the roof. It was you, Zach.
2: Mm. So we went and come find out it it rained really hard. Like there was a bad storm. So, um, I guess a lot of people didn't, you know, show up. So they had extra seats. So we were like, yes. And so we got in there and I remember Matthew Hill was leading worship and, um,
0: was it at Bethel Atlanta?
2: It was when we were back at um, ABC ABC building. Nice. <clears throat>
0: okay,
2: a little close to the airport, and um, I just remember feeling having the like feeling of or the realization. Everybody in this room is here because they want to be here. Like it's a Wednesday night, like seven thirty, eight o'clock. In the middle of the week, it's storming outside. Everybody that's here is here because they want to be here, and they're really? hungry for God. Wow. And I remember experiencing that and just being like, "Wow, I've I've got to be in that." And I was I was at a great church. Um, it was just serving there, um, but was really like looking for just like my tribe. And I remember being in there and just experiencing that and being like, "I've got to be a part of this." So. Bill spoke and I went up to see him afterwards just to say hi. And, uh, this guy named Steve Hale was being a bouncer. Um, and so <laughs> that guy, that you gotta watch guy that. he's a big guy. You gotta watch this, guy. That guy. Yeah, this is start, our
0: pastor, Steve Hale. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. start,
2: he starts talking to me and he finds out that I was a Georgia tech student at that time. And like, you know, yeah. Steve's an alumni and like yeah. all of their kids are alumni. So, and three of their kids were at Georgia tech. no, two of their kids were at Georgia tech at the time. So he proceeds to introduce me to like Lauren and Brent and Stevie and Matthew and Joshua. And, and so, um, I started going to a home group at Georgia tech that, uh, Lauren and Brent Brownley were leading at the time, uh, got real connected to this awesome guy named Mario Garza.
1: Did you guys know Mario? Yeah. I remember Mario tall, slender, span yeah, fella. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's just an amazing, man. He, he came with everybody, the big group that came from Reading to start the church, okay. but he had gone to school of ministry and Reading, uh, bef- instead of going to college. So when he came here, he, he wasn't like serving in the ministry. He was like going to school and just a part of the church. And so we did, um, we just started doing like treasure hunts and things like that at, at tech. And I started coming to Bethel on Sundays and just, really going for it. And then when I graduated in 2010, I started coming. Well, I was coming to church full time. Uh, I started going to school ministry. That's what I started doing. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. okay. Cause we were introduced Well, we came to Atlanta around that time, but we didn't start coming to church till a little bit later. I'm just realizing I didn't know any of this about you. I thought you guys had just been friends for a hundred years. Mm. Like I thought you grew up at the Hales. Mm.
2: I I've had people say that before. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like the Georgia Tech connection, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great story, yeah. Zach. So, yeah, it was like a year or so after they started. So
0: Nice. Yeah, nice. it's been
2: great. I've found my family, and it's just been it's been home ever since then.
0: Wow. Yeah. So treasure hunts. What did you think about treasure hunts?
2: Oh, I was so hungry. <laughs> I just was like, oh, i got to have more of you, God. Like, I want to do this. And, like, even, you know, being in school, I remember just like soaking everything up and just being in awe. And I would like write down notes and then like, I would share them with like all my friends, you know, like afterwards I'd like send out like an email with like (laughs) three pages of notes. Like Like Bassum (laughs) newsletter.
0: Your friends at Bassum or your friends at tech?
2: Friends at tech. Tech. Yeah. Uh, People who like were my friends at church, but weren't in school ministry. Sure. And, uh, I just remember just being just so overwhelmed by God's goodness and just wanting to learn and grow and experience more of his presence. And, um, it was, it was, it was amazing, amazing time. And then I went to third year a few years later, so I didn't go like right after second year. Um, and that was Blake's first time leading Blake Healy. And that was just super fun. Um, really got to know him there and become friends. And so, um, I can't remember if it was right after that or a year after, but um, it was the first year that Dan Weber was leading third year that he asked me to be on staff. So we've been doing, being crazy and doing yeah. stuff ever since.
1: What do you, what's one of your favorite uh, third year moments? You could pick last year or oh, year man. before. <laughs>
2: um, I uh, What I love about third year is we're, we're super focused on cultural transformation and about how um, like it's really our mandate in life to serve and love the world and to find where God's give a, given us influence in the world. Cause you know, I think a lot of times Christians, a lot of Christians think like, well, if I'm not like if I'm not serving in the church, like as like a paid pastor or something like that, like somehow my life is, less than somehow, right? When in reality, um, the people who are serving in the church are serving to build up the body so that we can go out and love the world and like bring the kingdom and bring people in an encounter with God's goodness and his glory and his healing and his love and just experience his presence. And Third year is all about looking outward at the world and how much God loves it and then how much He wants to impact every every part of society with his goodness, you know, politics, arts, education, business. He loves people and he he does life really well. And um <laughs> yeah. he wants yeah. people to experience that. Say that. Yeah. So Um, you know, there's so many times where we're just, we're Dan's, Dan's just talking and, um, the Holy Spirit just shows up and, um, you just, you just have this real sense of, uh, we're in like a transformational season. I think of like church history of just, you know, the focus, the, just the, the greater and greater presence of just the, you know, the apostolic movement and the church people being empowered to go out and be who they were called to be and being in love with what who God's made them to be and really learning to take you know emotional and spiritual health and the power of the holy spirit to impact the people in their in their lives and their communities and and dream with God about what's possible you know like see problems and think you know I don't know how to fix that but um if it doesn't look like heaven, then we're not living in God's best. So, yeah. God, what's your best? Yeah. He's here. He's, you know, he gave everything to have a relationship with us and to transform and renew our minds and teach us how to think and give us his love for the world. I mean, what, yeah. Sometimes it's easy to, like, get used to it, I feel like, almost. And you gotta, like, be intentional about, oh, this is amazing. Like, the creator of the universe actually is living with us and in us. Come on, And, um, yeah, it's really good. He's, he's so beautiful and he's so good and he's so, <laughs> so worthy of all of our love and attention. And, you know, we, even if it, things feel like a sacrifice, it's gosh, you just get back so much in return. Yeah.
1: So, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I really have, um, enjoyed kind of getting to know about Zach is that, um, I, f- I felt like, uh, Like you, you're, you are stepping into and have stepped into a way of, of transformational (laughs) change in a culture, um, through the, through the avenue of business. Hmm. And, um, and so I'd love for you to just like take a few minutes to kind of unpack like, um, your process and how that happened and like your journey and what you're doing right now, um, with your business and how, um, and what what God's doing with it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a super cool season. Um, so I I run a, a healthcare startup uh, with my mom. It's called Grassroots Labs, and um, How we about basically that? The
1: co-founder is your mom. Yeah, she's that's awesome. so awesome. So good. That's so
0: great. You guys run it, but you started it. It was it's your deal.
2: Uh, I mean, we started it. She and I started. it. Nice. So we've been in it together since the beginning.
0: That's and, so fun. Uh, I love that you're in business with your mom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She's she's super highly skilled and um, wow. uh, leads our customer support teams and does our back office stuff. And um, she's just an amazing woman. And um, so, yeah, so we we basically are like an Amazon for blood testing for people so that people can get blood testing for cheaper than what they pay when they go through the doctor or directly to the lab. Um, our company is basically in existence to help people save money in their healthcare.
0: Nice.
2: So that's what we do. Um, we're based at an incubator at Georgia tech here in Atlanta and, uh, we've been working on it for a few years. Um, my, uh, my dad actually uh, was has been involved with a healthcare nonprofit for a long time that does like medical and dental services for people who are uninsured in the Atlanta area, and um, sort of, kind of came about while just being exposed to what they were doing there and just seeing a need of people not being able to access care because they couldn't afford it, and then you know, winding up in like the ER or somewhere with uncontrolled like diabetes or high blood pressure and just being unsatisfied that that was the state of things and just believing that there could be something different.
0: And your dad works with this nonprofit? Mm, He
2: does. Yeah. He's, he works for, um, he's like a wealth management guy and he does the nonprofit stuff like on the side.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, and so that's where this idea came from blood tests because blood tests, blood work is expensive.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Our tagline is blood tests are expensive. We fix that. (laughs) That's That's a great great tagline. That's awesome. (laughs) And it's super simple. It's just, um, it's just an online website. It's literally just like Amazon. You can search tests, you can see pricing and we work with a large uh, national laboratory company. That's national. So, We basically send you to their testing centers wherever they are, and they've got like thousands across the U.S. So it's super simple and easy.
0: They can just get online and access you directly. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I need some blood work.
2: Yeah, they don't need a doctor's order or anything. We provide that ourselves.
0: Wow. What's the name of the organization?
2: It's called Grassroots Labs.
0: Grassroots Labs. Mm -hmm. And it is, tell us your tagline one more time.
2: (laughs) Blood tests are expensive. We fix that.
0: That's awesome. How's it
2: going? It's going really good. Um, we've been working on it for about a year. Um, I'm sorry, since, oh, maybe like late 2015, something okay. like that. Okay. So, but it was, we were always working, you know, had other jobs and stuff. Sure. And, uh, but the past like year and a half, we've been, we've been, we've been doing a lot and, um, and the Lord's just really showing up. We just feel a season shift. Um, when uh, when we first started doing Bethel Quip and Steve uh, did the uh, whole uh, talk on um, just living in financial abundance. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was around finances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he prayed for everybody and just was really believing for something big to happen. Uh, like that day, we had a partner start working with us and our business like quadrupled like overnight.
0: Whoa! What happened? Yeah, with wow. one client. Yeah,
2: like one, one partner who started. Uh, we had been working with them for a while, but they basically liked us enough that they made us like their exclusive partner. Oh,
0: Okay, tell us the whole experience. So you're at Bethel Equip, and what happens?
2: Um, I mean, I went to Bethel Equip because I, I, you know, I just wanted to receive from Steve and leadership, and which so. that's
0: our Wednesday night service mm-hmm. here at Bethel Atlanta. Yeah,
2: yeah so. Um he spoke and you know, prayed over us and you know, being in the school of ministry you're super 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 believe in the gift of impartation. So um which I, I, I love honoring people who God's put a gift on and just beginning to receive from them.
0: Is that impartation? That's impartation. I just always hope there are people listening that have no idea what we're talking about. We can just do. So what is impartation? So, you know, just
2: by honoring, you know, listening to this podcast and, and in your heart being like, okay, God, it's just what you were talking about with the testimony. Like when you hear what God's done before you or see how God's made somebody or what they're stewarding in their life, um, you can honor that. And you can—it's a way to receive it in your own life. Uh, oh. It's transferable because oh. God's made His kingdom that way.
0: Is honor just that powerful? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: honor is extremely powerful.
0: So when you see Jesus, you see Him on somebody. You see somebody just walking in some sort of beauty or or wonder of the kingdom. You mm-hmm. can you can honor. So that means like come up underneath and be like, Oh, that that's beautiful. I I love what he's doing in your life. Mm -hmm. And then that is a vehicle.
2: Mm -hmm. So if we're all made in the image of God, that means, you know, the glory of God's in every single person. And so we always, whenever we're interacting with somebody, we get to decide, Oh Lord, show me, show me your glory. You know, how can I, how can I honor this person and receive from them? Um, even if they're not living in it, you know, you can, there's, you can even do that with unbelievers because people are made in God's image. Um, you can, you can find the, the fingerprints of your father and, uh, choose to focus on that. Wow. Well wow, That's super helpful. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you received an impartation.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> Steve just prayed for us and you just believe, you know, like, I mean, we can't make any of this happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: beautiful. So um, just believe, you know, just like what Paul told Timothy, like um, when he talked about, uh, he was talking about uh, remembering your words that were spoken over you and using them to fight the good fight and remember that we laid our hands on you and imparted to you. And um, he was was saying that to strengthen him as he was leading, you know, in the church. So um, you just have to believe. Because that's what this whole life of faith is all about. Wow. So, yeah, literally, like the day after he did that, um, the partner like sent out an email to like all their people saying you should use these guys. And from there, it's been like four times what we were doing before. <laughs> Just one, yeah. that's one email. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the Lord. That's so good. And we're in a we're in a similar season right now. So, um, I, uh, it's. This is our first business. My mom and I is like our business, and so it's a lot of seeking wisdom and counsel and praying a lot in tongues, <laughs> a lot. So heaven is in your business. So heaven is in my business. Yeah. So yeah. So my business is not my my business is is not my identity. My business is my vehicle to be. Um to show up and serve and love people that the Lord's given us influence. So our customers and our employees and, um, you know, the incubator even that I'm in, like we're, we live to make their lives better Wow, because that's, really- that's, that's what we believe. It's our role as believers.
0: Is that how you guard your heart against something like that? Becoming your identity, what you do becoming mm-hmm. your identity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to have your identity and what you do.
0: It's super easy.
2: Yeah. And you have to, you know, the only way that I've found to help that is just to be relentless in your looking at Jesus, you know, like we really can't do, I can't run this business and it's pretty obvious to me, but I also like can't live my normal life. Really? Like I might think I can without Jesus, but I can't really you know, it's his grace and his empowerment that's in our lives. And I think once we like start to get an inkling of that, it becomes a little bit easier because you realize like, Oh, I've, I'm actually living in faith everywhere, <laughs> you know, just to get dressed. <laughs> like, you live in faith all the time.
0: Like we just believe, Oh yeah, this heart's going to keep pumping. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm going to make plans mm-hmm. for next week because my heart will be pumping. Yeah. My brain's going to be doing what brains. Yeah. I mean, is that what you mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the stuff that we're doing, it's like, I don't know how to do this. I, I'm I'm doing the best that I know how. I'm getting counsel. I'm getting wisdom. I'm using my God-given abilities to the best of my ability. But at the end of the day, it's about the priority is is maintaining an awareness of his presence in everything. Um, because he's the main thing. And I want to keep him the main thing. You know, whether I'm you know, just wherever I'm at in life. Yeah. So,
1: um, so recently you had the opportunity to uh, go out to Mm Redding and go to a heaven in business conference Mm -hmm. and we had a little bit of conversation about it, but, um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you learned and some of the experiences that you Mm -hmm. had and some of the testimonies, um, that you heard while you were there, because I feel like, um, I feel like you you've got some.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I feel like you've got some things to share that can really crack some people open that might be uh, that could be listening today. So, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I kind of um, I kind of went. I hadn't really heard. Of, I knew about Heaven and Business just because you know we're in the Bethel stream, but I had never really like engaged a lot with them. And I saw an email about a retreat, and I basically was like, Oh, I should this would be fun to go to. And I just kind of like read the email and moved on with my life. And then like a week later, the Lord was like, um, I felt like the Lord was saying, well, why don't you go to that, that retreat? And I was like, well, it's a lot of money, you know, it's plane rides, it's a place to stay, it's a car, it's a conference, it's food. And I just, at this point in my business, um, you know, like what the Lord has like said about what's going to happen, like again it's just so big like i can't make any of this happen and so i was like well i th- if i'm just going to invest in i believe in what you've said and so yeah. i'm going to just wow. step out and go that's so great and it was a, it was awesome um it was basically kind of it was it was a retreat it wasn't a conference so it was about 20 gotcha. other business leaders um with the heaven and business staff and that was it and we basically spent three days where, um, they did a little bit of teaching, but it was mostly, um, really Holy Spirit encounter time. Um, we had a lot of, uh, prophetic ministry where they came and, Min, uh, school of ministry students came and ministered to us. Um, wow! At one point, they had a group, a class of their sixth graders in their school come and pray for us. Come on! Oh,
0: that's so good. Uh,
2: and then we hung out together um, and just really fellowshiped and built relationship with other people who were going after the Lord in business and wanted to do well in those areas. And so um, it was. It was really just kind of this surreal three or four days of just meeting other amazing people who are on such a similar journey as you and who are at different points in that journey. So like some, most people I was the youngest person there. So everybody else, you know, I just got to look at them and hear their stories and hear about how the Lord had come through time after time. And he'd led them this way and he'd spoken to them in this way. And, um, you know, the, the, the resounding theme was, Hey, he's so worth trusting with your business. He wants to be so involved and what you think he wants to do in your business, he actually wants to do way better than that. So, wow. Push in and yeah. hear what he has to say and then believe what he has to say and like stake your life on it, spend your money <laughs> to honor it, like, you know, it's um it was a it was an amazing time. Uh, one of the things that we got to do which was super fun is they always send people uh, teams out into different local businesses in Reading to like pray for them and stuff like that. And this one business that we got yeah. to go to was like a, they made um, special like parts for, for like computers and industry and stuff like that. And before we got there uh, the guy who, who runs having a business, his name's Andy Mason. He told a testimony. He said, Hey, every single time that we have sent a team to this business that you're going to, they always get an unsolicited RFP, which is a request for a proposal. So it's like somebody asking them to give them a quote for new business.
0: Every time a Bethel team, every
2: there? single time, <laughs> and they've been wow. multiple times. <clears throat> so these guys love it when they come.
1: Oh, <laughs> <So it's> like
2: <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> So we go and we go, we go sit in the boardroom and they like introduce us. And then they're saying like, Hey, why don't you guys go walk around the business and pray? And I was actually like feeling some stuff in the conference room. Like the Lord was speaking to me. And so I just stayed there cause I just wanted to focus on that. And the owner was sitting at the front of the table and one of his employees come in and like, I'm, I'm aware that they're in the room, but I'm trying to focus on what God's doing. And I just hear them like laughing over in the corner. And I was like, well, I'm sure maybe I'll find out about that later. And then we all come back in the room and we start talking about what we felt like God was saying. And at the end of it, uh, the owner basically said, well, while you guys were all praying um, a client that we worked with like 15 years ago, who we haven't done any business with since then literally just called us and asked us to (laughs) quote them for like this big order that they want to (laughs) do.
1: That's so oh, awesome. That's so great. Yeah.
2: And and like a, a big part of the whole heaven and business like retreat was like, um, you know, we are the carriers of God's presence. Like we are the temple of the living God. We carry around God's presence. <laughs> we carry around his goodness. We carry around his favor. And he literally wants to bless people. So we need to be aware that when we go into an environment, you know, just like Jesus told the disciples to, when you go into a house, like, give it your peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's really When
2: good. we go into an environment, we get to release the kingdom of God. We get to release blessing. We get to release peace. We get to release favor. We get to listen to whatever God is speaking over an environment because, you know, he's always wants to release blessing and favor and peace on places. But then he also has very specific things that he wants to pour out for people and, yeah. You know, he's really calling us in this generation to, like, push in and build the relationship with him to be able to hear what he's saying for people. That's, like, especially in business, it's, like, um, you need to hear, like, specific stuff. Because, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars can be um, banking on these decisions, people's livelihoods. And, you know, the Lord wants to show up in those type of environments and give, like, clear, concise, like, Hey, you need to work with this partner and you need to wait until this month of this year to do it or you need to spend this investment on this because a partner is going to come to you. You know, he wants to give detailed knowledge and understanding and wisdom. And in the business world, it's really it's sometimes, I don't know. I feel like it can be very practical the well, how God wants to show up. and release breakthrough and release uh, wealth and resource that we then get to use to invest back into what God wants to do in the earth and serve our cities and serve where we have influence
0: how does he do it for people that are listening how does he tell people that how are you hearing that or just I can hear people I can hear their thoughts that that sounds awesome how is that happening
2: again yeah (laughs) Um, so the Lord, you know, uh, God's made us in his image. And he said, my sheep hear my voice mm-hmm. and the Lord talks in lots of different ways. He talks through the Bible. He talks through the still small voice of just, you know, he talks through, um, what I would call like impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can talk through the audible voice. He can talk through, you know, a donkey. He can talk through animal. He can, he can communicate in a lot of different ways what i found is that it's really it's our um it's our like willingness to like slow down and spend time to listen because he's not he's not trying to shout he's not going to shout over all the i mean he can and there are he does shout i guess sometimes i've definitely mm-hmm. heard testimonies of that but i think the normal normal is, uh, is just, you know, the still small voice. It's the reading the word and just having it come alive. And then of course it's the gift of the prophetic. So, um, you have both, you know, the gift of the prophetic, which all of us as believers can, um, we have, we can have Paul says, you know, go after the prophetic, um, go after all the gifts, but I really wish that you would prophesy.
0: (laughs) That one's so profitable. It's so helpful to people. Yeah,
2: and so I got, you know, I guess I got trained in the school of ministry that, you know, we can hear from the Lord and uh, you can ask him things. And then really what it comes down to is just practice and Mm -hmm. an intentional focus on it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I know, like, I went to the school of ministry because I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I come from an amazing family. Uh, but we weren't raised in, um, we weren't raised in, uh, a church that talked about the gifts or talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how the Lord's moving like in power. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I came and I sought it out and learned about it and, um, it's been practice and it's a continual thing. And so, You know, and what I found is, is that the more, the deeper you go with God, like the more you have to, I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like a marriage. Like you, Mm. you, um, you don't just talk to your wife, like for 30 minutes every morning and then Mm. go live the rest of your life. Like the Lord wants to be in our, our, he wants to share the same uh, Sean bolts. I love Sean bolts. He talks about, uh, um, you know, we have the mind of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And he sort of describes that as we share the same thought space as God.
0: Oh That's a beautiful way to say that I haven't heard him yeah. say that we share the same thought space. I yeah, said,
2: so you have the mind of Christ, like who, who can know the heights or depths, the widths, wow. you know, the breadths, but but we have the spirit of God who leads us into all things. So we have um, <gasps> we share the same thought space with God. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an intentional process of learning how to be still, um, how to recognize how God talks to you because we've all been made differently. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, there's good general guidelines, but then you have to, you have to, you got to push into relationship and Mm -hmm. what you wind up finding out is, you know, even if you come into it wanting to learn about a gift or something like that, what you find out is that he's the most loving and wonderful person in the world. And all these things are that we think are amazing. They are, but they really pale in comparison to the one who, who gives the gifts and you find yourself, you find yourself falling in love with him. And then the Holy spirit starts to convict you that, Hey, somebody's sick. You need to pray for them and and declare healing over them in my name. Or I have something I want to say to this person will you listen to me and honor them and ask me for my heart for them and speak encouragement over them, which is prophecy. And, um, or will you, will you spend time to ask me for words of knowledge about somebody, which is like a, you know, some fact or a bit of information about somebody that like you couldn't have known, uh, any other way. So like, again, Sean bolts is a great example of this. Like he's really been pushing into, uh, uh, going to new levels in that gifting, and then also raising up people to to, to, to follow it. So he'll like yeah. pray ahead of, before a meeting, and the Lord will download all these what seem to be like random facts. But he'll start to say them out, and it will be people's names and birthdays and social security numbers and it's, things, it's and, and like you know where you grew up when you were a kid. And yeah. you know the whole point is not to you know show off this amazing gift. It's Hey, the Lord knows you. Yeah. Yeah. And however you came into this environment tonight, like he knows who you are. And normally, you know, the prophetic or something is mixed in with that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, God really loves people and he wants to show them that he's real. And so good. uh, We get to partner with him in that.
0: There's just so much power in that he's real. So all of this is it brings new uh, meaning to be still mm. and know. Mm, yeah. So be still. And, you know, we know when we hear mm-hmm. him in our hearts, when we hear him through other people, when we hear him yeah. in impressions and and in nature. And yeah. I mean, he, he just communicates all the time. He's a beautiful communicator.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it as like a little kid, like a baby doesn't know what their parents are saying. Right. But over time, even before they know how to speak, they learn what their parents sound like. Yeah. And it's um, it's a you know it's a very similar process, it, but yeah. it's an intentional one. Yeah, and it's available to everyone.
0: Oh, it's yeah. available to everyone. Gosh, I've got so many good thoughts. I just appreciate everything you're saying. I, I we are in the middle of listening to Chris Valatin's what's his the name?
1: Prosper Soul, Is that right? Or no. Um,
0: uh, wealth and riches. Oh, poverty,
2: poverty wealth, wealth, and riches. And riches. Yeah. Such a good book.
0: Sorry. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's one of those. I I, I don't I don't know why I'm just now. Reading, listening. But anyway, it's one of those. I'll be listening and listening and listening. But he has, he he spends a chapter and a half Mm. on one of my favorite quotes. And it's John Adams' quote Mm. that he lines out generations and just how generations work. He says, you know, in my generation, I do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. You know, so my son can do A, B, and C. It's Mm -hmm. a progression. They're different things. Mm -hmm. And then so my grandchildren can basically do the
2: arts. They
0: can make plates.
2: I study war and politics so yes. my children can study diplomacy, so their kids can study art and music.
0: Thank right. you. Something Thank like you. that.
2: Something
1: it's like that.
0: Generationally mm-hmm. graduating. So, yeah. this is all around the thought of um, uh, so many of us coming from backgrounds where prophecy mm-hmm. and the prophetic culture wasn't prominent. Mm-hmm. That is fine. Yeah. It is fine. Like we have been the the Holy Spirit is building on where we have come from. Those are beautiful roots yeah <laughs> we have yep. gorgeous roots, and if we miss that so many times, I notice um bitterness is just knocking on the door and hear people are mad about what they didn't get and i, mm-hmm. I it's just it's ridiculous when you think about generations building on top of generations, yeah, yeah. you just say thanks
2: and your place in it, knowing that uh you know. The people that come after us are going to get to stand on our shoulders. Right.
0: We're working together. Yeah. Moving We're a this part of forward. something
2: much bigger than ourselves.
0: Yes. And the Lord's been doing it from the mm-hmm. fall. Yeah. He's been just moving this thing forward generation mm-hmm. to generation, yeah, covenant so to covenant. I mean, yeah. he's just been, he's just been, he's been progressing the entire time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thought about that. He's so I was, good. Yeah. I found out
2: recently. Uh, so my dad's been entrepreneurial and his dad before him. And his grand, so my great grandfather and I found out that um, uh, my great grandfather lived in this little town called Princeville, Illinois, back in the early 1900s. And uh, he used to sell, raise pigs, and sell them. And he would come into the town, and he would deposit some money, and then he would take some out, buy some more, and do that. And one one day, the banker noticed what he was doing. My dad just told me this story, like earlier this year, and the banker of the little town noticed what he was doing and was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I just, I raise a pig and I fatten it up and then I sell it. And then I have enough money to buy two pigs, you know, or I do yeah. it a couple of times. And he's like, well, if you had, you know, a bunch more money, could you buy a bunch more pigs and do it faster and stuff? And he's like, yeah, I could. So this bank, this, this little banker like gave him I uh, loaned him a bunch of money to start uh, a business, and he eventually built this big auctioneering business where he was buying and selling animals all all throughout Illinois and the Midwest, oh, up boy. into Chicago and stuff. And he named my grandfather, my dad's dad, after he named him William after that banker, That's the- after the guy who <laughs> invested invest- in our family. Wow, invested in our like entrepreneurial, uh, just the spirit that God's put in us. That's a beautiful story. uh, When I found that out, I like I wrote it down and I just made a declaration out of it. Like, you know, the wealth of the world and finds our family because (laughs) it wants to be put to good use. Wow! So,
0: uh, can we borrow declarations? Is that like importation? Yes. Oh, yeah. Importation borrow? That's that's <laughs> called
2: shameless
1: stealing, yeah. right there. We're just taking it. <laughs> no, it's no, no, you're that's getting that's gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful.
2: beautiful. It's oh I mean, my gosh! You know, and we all we all have. It just goes to show you that he's so involved in every area of our lives and in our mm-hmm. family's lives, and he's been preparing. He's literally preparing the world that you live in for you because each of us, you know, there's never going to be another one of us. And if we don't live our lives to the full with him, then the world's not going to see all that God's made. So that's not a like, oh, I need to be afraid. It's a, well, yes, Lord.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. A yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: So you mentioned just a minute ago just about declarations. <laughs> I was going to ask you're uh, the
0: declarations man yeah, here. Yeah.
1: And so you were just kind of like, w- w- we had breakfast that you know maybe a month mm-hmm. or so ago, and yeah. he was, uh, we were just laying out this whole process of, um, taking your prophetic words and declarations, words the Lord's <laughs> give you, words of knowledge and words of wisdom, and actually um, taking them and and getting him on a, in a, in a canvas for you to listen to. Mm -hmm. So, so talk to, talk to us a little bit about that and share with our listeners, like what, what you've done and the impact that it's had on your life.
2: Yeah. It's been, it's been one of the greatest things, uh, that the Lord's ever told me to do. So I was, (laughs) I was in New York, uh, visiting some family like a couple of years ago, and I'm just driving home and I felt a, I felt an impression of, and the only way I can describe it is it like a thought of, you need to learn about declarations, and I'm like, okay, I need to learn about declarations, and <laughs> this has happened enough that I know that it's God, yeah. and um, so I'm like, well, Lord, the only person I know that does declarations is Steve Backlund, and Steve Backlund's a pastor of Reading.
0: He's so helpful. Oh, yeah.
2: such a great guy. He and his wife they come to they come here like every year and I just love hearing
0: them. He and Wendy both have been on BA chats I think twice now. I mean, awesome. just profitable, so helpful people, so
2: good. And so I just started listening to his uh, some YouTubes. I had like a couple hour drive and I was listening to them. And then I got his book on declarations, and basically it just gets back to um, uh, what the Lord has said over us is powerful, and He's called us to speak truth over ourselves. So truth from the word, so promises and testimonies and um, you know, anything in the Bible is free game and it's powerful when we speak it. Wow. Um, you know, like if you if you look at um, the Jewish tradition, they like read scriptures at the Wailing Wall and they, they make declarations. They have prayers and declarations about the nature of God in so many areas of their lives and for so many different occurrences and Um, the Lord is into speaking and declaring truth. And so for me, basically, I just got to the point where it's like, I need the truth of God to be so uh, thick in my mind that I really experience life through that. Hmm. So I need the word, I need the prophetic words that he's spoken over me, the rhema words, Uh, And I need testimonies, testimonies of what he's done, because it's so easy for me to forget, guys. Um, I needed I needed I needed help. So so what I did was I'm like, okay, if I want to experience life through what God has said to me so that his perspective is how I'm experiencing the world, um, then I need to write this stuff down. I need to categorize it. And I'm all about building systems into my life to help me. Uh, to help make a decision once, and then help have the system help me give me momentum to continue making that decision mm-hmm. easier. It's really good. Um, good structure, yeah. So, so what I did is I took like all my prophetic words, I took all my like favorite scriptures, uh, promises from the Lord that He's spoken to me about, and then like testimonies, and I categorized them into different areas of life, and then I made declarations about th- through them. So, if the Lord Uh, you know, if he, he says, be strong, my son, you know, Paul says that over and over to Timothy, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Gabriel said that to Daniel over and over again, be strong, my son. Like I, I declare that the strength of the Lord is inside of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I need that so that when I don't feel strong, I remember what God said about me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the easiest way to do that was write everything down. And get into the habit of reading them, and then uh, I when we talked, I run a business, I do some other stuff. I, it gets busy, so I needed more help. I need more help because I didn't always have time to like look at stuff and read it and declare it to myself. So, I I spent like a weekend, and I do this on a regular basis. Uh, I record all the declarations, wow. and then I make an album on my iPhone. So that when I'm driving to work or whatever I'm doing, I can listen to what God has said about me so that whatever I am doing that day, I know that I am living from the truth of what God has said. Because it's so okay. easy to live from so many other things. Wow. Yeah. How we're feeling that day. Like, did I eat enough for breakfast? Is right. am I offended at somebody? Yeah. Is you know, do I have real like Necessities that are not being met in my life? Is there trauma? Are things happening? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are competing for our attention and our focus. <laughs> and I just, I have to have what God has said be yeah. the one thing, the lens that I experience life through and I and I'm intentional through. And so for me, that is, I just have a bunch of different ways to make sure that I'm keeping that right in my face all the time. So you are reading them. I read them. and I, then you I put are, them on the wall. I, I record oh, them. I listen to them.
1: And so you listen to them like when you're mm-hmm. bike ride on the way yep. into work.
2: Yeah, same thing like listening to the Bible, you know, just yeah. listening to truth. Um, uh, just listening to what he said. Because literally he's, he thinks the best, like the way he thinks about life, the way he does life. And if we are going to share the thought space with him, if we're going to learn how to embrace the mind of Christ, then we got to fill it with his truth. we got to fill it with the word. we got to fill it with testimonies of what he's done because it's like, yes, Lord, do it again. And then what he's said to us as rhema words, we have to honor that, just like what Paul told Timothy. Remember the words that were spoken over you in the laid on of hands and use them to fight the good fight.
0: Wow. So what's been the result? What have you experienced as a result?
2: Well, um, (laughs) just goodness upon goodness. Um, (laughs) I, I feel myself thinking, I feel like more like Jesus does. Like I, the way I think about stuff, I'm like, Oh Lord, that is you. Like I, I wouldn't have thought that. I don't think that would have come up, but, (laughs) but But he said we have the mind of Christ. So I'm like, okay, yes, my thoughts are your thoughts and and I'm going to embrace it. And um, it just helps me stay centered and grounded in what I know is true and the place from which I get to live intentionally from, whether things are going good or things are not going good. Um, you, You get to sort of live not outside of it. You're not denying what reality and facts are. But you just know that, hey, this is a higher truth than what I'm experiencing. Uh, what God has said is a higher truth. His promises, they never fail.
0: I, I, I love so much about this, but one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: I mean, this just sounds like beautiful self-control.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: I mean it sounds like lots of things, but, boy, the self-control of it and the the, the discipline is so helpful in the structure building. I mean, it's just Good idea. It's helpful
2: for me again, because I like making a choice once and then arranging my life so that that choice is easier and easier every day as opposed to, you know, having to make it the same first time all over again. Wow. And, uh, living from his truth, it's helpful to recognize lies. It's mm-hmm. helpful to realize when you're not, uh, thinking about another human being the way that God thinks about them because you're like, oh, those, hmm, that doesn't sound like your truth. That doesn't sound like who you are, God. You know, I, another thing that's been super powerful for me is uh, Chris Vallotton's Spirit Wars. Ooh. So I don't know if you guys have ever talked about that, but no. read that book.
0: Okay. He talks all I just, about, saw,
2: I just um, saw a
1: video clip of that today.
2: Yeah, oh. cool. He talks all about... Um, being able to recognize the difference between hearing the Lord's voice, hearing your voice, and then hearing the enemy and hearing what's come from other people. I mean, the enemy talked to Jesus. He, the enemy knows the Bible. He's used the Bible. Um, and you've got, we have to be, we have to know God and his nature, you know, kind of like how it talks about how Moses, it said Israel, like, I can't remember Israel like knew the laws of God, but Moses like knew his ways or something like that. That's exactly right. Like there's a higher, there's a, there's a, it's one thing to read the, read, read, read the author's work. And it's another thing to get to know the author himself, Yeah, you know? That's awesome. And so, um, I went, I, that all started through a specific season where I was dealing with a lot of like demonic torment and stuff like sure. that. And having to figure out like what was me and what wasn't me and what uh-huh. was my role and you know, where was my authority and sure. the Lord took me on a beautiful journey through there. But, um, you know, so, uh, so much of our experience in life is all comes from how we think. Oh, and, my goodness. Um, yeah. So we've, we have to be thinking the right stuff. And, yeah. and when you're first starting off, the best thing to do is just fill yourself with the word, fill yourself with testimony of what God's done. Uh, If you, if you need breakthrough in an area, go and listen to other people where God's come through and, and been the breakthrough for them because he, it's a testimony Um, read about what he's done in the, in the word. And, um, and then, you know, if you, if you've got, if you've had prophetic words in your life or he's spoken to you in the past um, it's about stewarding that, and um reading it and meditating on it you know just like how like when Gabriel came to Mary and was like hey you're gonna have the Christ child and it <laughs> says she treasured these things in her heart yeah right and yeah. she even did that like later on when Jesus was when she was following her around in his ministry and stuff yeah. and so um that gets back to, you know, the whole like biblical meditation and yeah. filling ourselves with what God has said magnifying and his truth and, and magnifying him. And yeah. it just, I mean, it's him. He's, we, we become what we think about, what we worship. We do. And if we fill ourselves with him and his testimony, then we become like him.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. And
2: there's a lot of it is a lot of it is our choice.
0: I always want to downplay this fact but I'm not going to do it this time. Is it 90% of communication is nonverbal? Correct? Yeah. 90%. Something like that. Something like and that's that. not, I mean, that's not in churches. That's not, um, in Bible schools that that's taught. That's just common sense, common knowledge. 90% of communication hmm. is nonverbal. And so what does that mean? Yep. I mean, we all need to ask ourselves, what does that mean? Oh, that means that I'm hearing from different places constantly mm-hmm. all the time. I need to understand what I'm hearing. Who am I hearing? Yep. What in the world is that? Where is it coming from? How do I me? feel about that? What's the big one is, what is the truth on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's so super important. Like the more, you know, you can, it, is it, it's, it's possible that there's not room for a fib. Mm. You know, Hmm. I mean, we can, we can fill ourselves with truth and love truth and fall in love with truth. The person you
2: can recognize when it's not him,
0: right? Just like he recognized,
2: uh, you know, even when the enemy was tempting him, I mean, when you, you start to learn, Oh, that doesn't sound like the Lord. Yeah. If it doesn't sound like, uh, goodness, gentleness, kindness, um, conviction, all those Uh, fruits of the spirit Spirit. Then it's probably not god right Mm.
0: ah it's beautiful
2: but but if we don't if we don't fill ourselves with the word if we don't fill ourselves with the testimony and the stories of how god's interacted with people over the generations like you just won't know it's just a lot harder there's
0: there's a lot of space in here and it's going to be filled (laughs) up with something it
2: is it was meant to be filled up with something and i i propose that it was meant to be filled up with the knowledge of God
0: that's helpful helpful and beautiful and true
2: yeah mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> it makes
2: your life way better at least my life's been way better
0: oh my goodness oh my goodness and we <laughs> well, understate ourselves yeah, don't
2: we totally totally <laughs> so I know
1: I know we're coming to a place where we're gonna wind it down and kind of wrap it up and um, we this thing? yeah so this but this has just been so great Zach I just really appreciate your heart and Thank you for sharing. I, I do want to give you an opportunity to like, and us all three, an opportunity to just kind of open up and hear the Lord. And prophetically, if there's anything coming to get a word of knowledge or word of wisdom and just release it. And it's amazing to me. We have so many times where we've done this and I mean, this will drop two or three weeks later and mm-hmm. it will hit somebody right where they are in their life. And, um, yeah. And so, um, the timing is beautiful. And the timing is beautiful. So I'll just give you just a few minutes, but if, if that's you, if any of this is ministering to you, tonight. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your testimony. Or if something has happened on a previous podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to share my story. BAChats at BethelAtlanta dot com. Please email us. We want to we want to be able to take these stories. We want to archive them and then we want to begin to release them again because Because it's that testimony is the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Mm, It is another word for your life that God Mm. can, he can, he can duplicate and he can replicate and he can redo and renew um, what's happening in your world. Like he wants, he wants his heart for you is to do that again. So, um, so again, if any of this is ministered to you, or if you had listened to a, po- a past podcast and you're like, "Oh, I want to share this story, what God did with me," because we heard it on BA Chats, ba chats at bethelatlanta please email us today. We would love to. We'd love to hear from you. So let's just open it up and and uh, see what the Lord wants to do during um, this time. If I feel like I want to nutshell
0: something for um, folks asking. I can just hear questions. It's, it feels like I can always feel questions rising from people. Oh. And um, the way Jesus said this is knocking. He said, if you knock on a door, it'll be opened. So that's that's us knocking. That's us looking. That's us studying. That's us digging. That's us going and getting truth and and
2: asking questions,
0: asking great questions, putting declarations down, putting them on our iPhones, just knocking, knocking, Mm -hmm. knocking. And he promises, if you knock on the door, it will be open to Mm -hmm. you. And so I want to nutshell that and just release that. We, and, and, and that we're made to knock. Yeah. All of us, because I love that too. Jesus says, I come knocking on your door. Open yeah. the door to me. Yeah. We're made in his image. Yeah. So he's knocking. We're knocking. We are made to search and yeah. look and, and study Jesus. and grow. Yeah.
2: The glory and of God to conceal a thing and the glory of James kings to preaching. search it out.
0: Yes. It is glorious for us to search it out. We're kings. Mm-hmm. Kings little gods of this planet. It's gorgeous for us to, to seek understanding. It's beautiful. So, um, bless, bless us with that. That makes mm. me happy. Even thinking about it. Yeah.
2: I like it. Yeah. So good. Love that.
0: Are you hearing anything? We just again open it up for. Yeah. Ministry here yeah.
2: Yeah. So I just feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like the Lord's really just building up, uh, just bringing people into a new season of just passion for him uh, passion in the inner, in the inner place. Um, passion, you know, passion can look like a lot of different things. Uh, but what I, I really see and feel is a passion and a love for him that, that, that draws you out of your comfort zone, uh, that makes, (laughs) makes the, makes the decision to wake up in the middle of the night or respond to those those little feelings where it's like the Lord's like, come and be with me, come and read the word, come and worship, come and just sit or just look at the beauty of nature that I've created or go and spend time with your family and love them well and see, see me and see what I've made. And, and I just really just feel, feel that he's just awakening passion, just a greater level of passion in us because, um, you know, passion, passion is the difference between uh running after god and just works like religious works you know like a lot of the same things that we talked about tonight uh reading your bible praying um we can do those out of a duty or we can do them out of a passionate love for the creator of the universe that knew our name before we were born and has knows the plans that he has for us and died to restore relationship with us and gave us his Holy spirit and has called us to be part of, uh, serving, serving nations of the world that he loves so well. So, um, it, it, it all has to come from passion for him. And, um, that's, that's something he gives. It's not something that we can work up. And so, yeah, I just, I just feel like he's just releasing passion now, just a fire in your heart a desire to pursue him, a desire to push through comfort, a desire to push through what's easy, a desire to push through distraction and, uh, to really, to really engage with him because, um, guys, we have, we already have the prize. It's him. He is the prize and all the blessing, all the favor, all the stuff he gives to us is all just extra. He's given us himself. He's restored connection to us like it was in the beginning. And, um, we get, we get the opportunity and the pleasure to connect with him and to spend our lives going after him and, and learning, learning his ways like Moses knew, like David knew, like John, the beloved knew. Um, and, uh, Yeah. I just really feel like he's releasing passion. Yeah. I just bless everybody who's listening right now, uh, with just a grace to just go after God, to create systems in your life, to experience him and to, to keep, keep all of him in your life. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just release favor, favor in your life, favor and what you're going after favor in the plans that he has for you favor in the relationships and the, the, the sphere of influence that he's given you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lord just ask that you just circle it all around and, and show how it all connects. Show the, show the amazing, um, all the connections that you've made around their lives and their hearts of, of what they what they love and, and how they were made and how you really put it there in them. <laughs> and you're drawing it out of them now. And, uh, yeah, I just bless them in Jesus' name. Yeah,
0: that's thanks. good. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that's thanks, beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Zach Aiton, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I
1: appreciate you
2: guys.
0: What a, what a gift you have been to us. What a gift you always are. Mm.
2: Yeah. This is, it's my pleasure to be here.
1: <laughs> an honor to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Really it's an honor great. to be here. Yeah. So thank you for coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: Bethel Atlanta Chats. BA Chats. Thanks again for always listening. We're just always so happy to have you guys. Remember to email in testimonies and stories, and we just love to connect with you and we'd love to hear what Jesus is doing. And so um, yeah. what's that address again?
1: BAChats at Betheln All right. Bless
0: Very you simple. guys. You remember.
1: Jesus loves you.
0: We love you too. Yes.